Hello, this is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC, and it is, I am back with my co-host and friend, Avi, and it is... The evening of Monday, February 7th, 2022. And as at the time of this recording, it will already say that it is Tuesday, February 8th on both Spotify and Apple. And I uh, I defend Joe Rogan, and that's all I got to say about that for now. We are talking now, finally, to the Chris Nolan series trilogy, starting in 2005 and ending in 2012. We're at now Batman Begins, now after the Batman movies of Batman 89 and the 390s movies, plus the little animated one we did. And we're talking about Chris Nolan's first movie, Batman Begins, of the trilogy. He also has a lot of other movies that are not Batman-related, which stars Christian Bale as Batman and Bruce Wayne, and we'll get into some other characters in a little bit. But my first question for my co-host, Avi, is what did you think of when you first saw the trailers for Batman Begins promoting advertising it? Well, well yeah, I never seen it, but like, uh, when I first saw it, but we didn't know that Christian Bale was all mud, muddy and uh, locked up in a cell. But he's in another country. It's like uh, it's not like uh, we're being like a world traveler. It's the snow, 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 snow mountain, the snowy mountains about to learn something. Yes, it's a, it, was, it, was de- it was supposed to be an Asian country. The question is, I'm not ex- sure exactly which specific Asian country, but he was learning to train and learn about um, thieves and um, criminals. But it was, I, 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 do you know, I don't know if you know which Asian country it was, but he was in some form of an Asian country, I believe, or something like that nature with the male and all that stuff that went along with it, which I kind of like because we never saw this in live action before about Batman being outside of the United States, outside of Gotham City, and becoming, as Bruce Wayne, learning about all this kind of different stuff. Um, because as you know, in Batman 89, with Michael Keaton and Tim Burton there, they kind of just start Batman, like, out. It was already been Batman for a long time, and the first thing we see of him, of course, is trying to help that family and and do, deal with those two guy, guy, criminal guys in the beginning of Batman 89, so you could see in the beginning of Batman 89 he was already Batman now for some time and they have a little origin story of Joker but Michael Keaton's Batman had still been it for an unknown period of time whereas with this this definite not definite but this 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 kind of origin story of begins or a form of an origin story he's in a country overseas far east I want to think of some sort of an Asian country and yeah he does all that stuff there that you mentioned and uh, with the, all that there, which I thought was cool. That was like the first half hour or so. Then they did like flashbacks about when he was a kid, and then also when he was like in college. So they showed him and him as Bruce Wayne in earlier times before they get to current stuff. Um, so that's the trailer where you again, yeah, it showed him overseas like that, and it had the nice, the great music, and you saw it was Christian Bale. He had just come out of doing uh, 2004's The Machinist, where he got really, really skinny, and then after that, he had to beef up to look more like bat, like uh, to be beefed up to be more in the Batman. Then we got, and now we got him in the, the that bat, that Batman suit where he still can't in begins. He still can't move his neck, but it's still an improved suit from the Schumacher movies because you know no nip, bat nipples or anything crazy like that. Yeah, yeah, that's just the Schumacher thing. And uh, what did what did you what did you make of um, Christian Bale's performance as both Batman and Bruce Wayne? Well, I thought it was 
It's very, it could be, be mesmerizing about that. Mesmerizing. Oh, I like that word. Go on. Yeah, mesmerizing about it's uh, most important than the other actor could play Batman about we need to study about like a character study about the about his life uh, his life of uh, going before he's, he went to exile and uh, and all this about the all the theme about the about the poorest people of the hunger so hunger people and uh, to learn to start against the uh, corruption about the even there's one one scene now we know about what, in, that, in that film about we found out what, why his parents was being murdered about the I mean, they show his, they show the parents' murder in like all different interpretations, but this was but like. The year they show the other version about why his parents being murdered about is being arranged, being be hit, hit by by the, uh, by the Carmine Falcone and the the one the wife of Thomas Wayne had something to cancel with. Say that. What, what what happened? You say next to Carmine Falcone? Who who else did you say? Carmine Falcone arranged the uh, as a uh, hired. Uh, the hitman, the one who assassinated uh, Joe, Joe Chill, about what's the name about the Joe Chill, is the one who, who assassinated uh, Thomas and Martha Way in the alleyway. That's yeah, that was all. That those all those names connect together. There was um um Car 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 yeah the that guy you just said uh Thomas and. Uh, Martha, Martha, Martha Wayne, and Joe Chill. Yeah, it had a backstory about connecting all of them with that in that in that regard. Also, nothing about part of the theme about the how the uh, Bruce Wayne had to conquer his own uh, demon and fear from his childhood. That's also uh, true. The, yes, they, they there was a theme for all of his movies. The first movie begins was about fear. Then the second movie, the middle chapter, Dark Knight, was about chaos, and then the third movie about pain. Um, this first movie begins. Um, you're right, and what I like about all these different stories about Bruce Wayne and the thing you just mentioned about his parents is, but especially all the Bruce, all, anything to do with Bruce, Bruce Wayne and Batman is that this is an origin story about Bruce Wayne and how and why he became Batman. Again, not showing in Batman 89, and even though, of course, like any Batman movie, there's villains in it, and we'll get to about the villains later on in a little bit, Bruce, this really is about Bruce Wayne and and Batman, Bruce Wayne's, well, more Bruce Wayne for sure, and a little bit about Batman, and not so much on the villains. The villains are like secondary or third. It's more about him. And then in the third and final movie, Rises, again, it's also definitely sure even more about Bruce Wayne than Batman. But like, it's, um, it's the villain, the villains in the uh, Burton and Schumacher movies overshadowed, I think, Batman and all. But in this first of his trilogy begins, it's really, like you said, really about Bruce Wayne and everything that he has to go through and deal with first, like overseas when he decides to train and do learn about criminality overseas and then how he exactly makes everything involving with Batman. But in between all that. Um, you saw the one part of the, um, overseas when Batman decides he wants to go back to Gotham. You see Alfred, because we talked about Alfred in the pre, in the, uh, in the previous uh, movies with uh, Burden and Schumacher, but this time in the Chris Nolan interpretation, instead of Michael Gow, it's Michael Caine as Alfred, and Michael Caine there comes off of the transportation, they go into the transportation plane together, and it's like, you had me, de you had me declared dead, and the shares are with us, not with whoever else, so it was like, the, just the lines about all that, and said he wanted to be a, a symbol, and a, and all that kind of, everything, like, it's got a lot of memorable scenes, a lot of memorable lines, we'll go over memorable lines again later, but I just want to go again about the, 
when he gets one with Alfred in that plane scene and everything they talk about quickly, all those lines back and forth I just mentioned, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, hey, you had me declared dead and, well, at least our shares are in the right spot and, and here's a tank for the for the uh, transportation and all this. It's like, okay. Yeah, I like about Michael Caine about Alfred about and then all in the early scene about when the, when the younger Bruce Wayne about how he take the blame and stuff that it was his fault to let his parents to, to death about the but yeah Alfred had a good advice about to know about the what to know his fault about what what what's come next. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's all true. And also, since we're still on Alfred now, Alfred had a number of great quotes during both begins. And then the then the two sequel movies. Another thing Alfred another thing Alfred said was so I, I'm I'm paraphrasing because I'm not going to say it exactly right. What was the point of all that something something or other if you can't bloody do push-ups if you can't you know do push-ups from you know the fire of uh of their place? And then another one was um, similar to what um, Thomas what Thomas Wayne his father said to him now Alfred said about um, no I'll never I'll never give up you I always believe in you you can do whatever more or less I'm, I'm paraphrasing the line but you know what lines I'm trying to talk about with that one um, and I like that um, in this begins one Thomas Wayne actually had a few lines of dialogue where in um, Batman 89 I don't believe um, I mean, no no I think in 89 um Wait a sec. The it was a pre it was a different family in the beginning of the movie. It was like a different family than his parents, but it's similar, but not actual. So I think that other family spoke, but I don't think they showed his father father speak in '89. Just that other family they showed in the beginning. Whereas here in Begins, you hear um, Thomas Wayne have a few great a few lines to his son and such, and then we have Alfred talking with Bruce Wayne a lot and all this. Um, I don't. I'm still, even though Dark Knight Rises was ten years or ten years ago, um, I'm still trying to like um, digest or think over how Alfred really didn't have much of a part in Rises. He was kind of like in like one or two scenes in the beginning, middle, and then not shown again until the end. Um, and because he was trying, he was trying to show that, hey, listen, if you want to go hurt yourself, I'm leaving. And then, but we'll get to Rises. Let's just try to focus on a uh, begins, but. Uh, what else? What else? So we talked about Al. We first talked about um, the movie trailers, and then Batman, Bruce Wayne, Christian Bale, and then about Alfred. Um, let's see. Let's go talk about some more supportive, good characters. Um, in this movie, we have. Oldman. Say again. Gary oh, you want to go with with Gordon now? Okay, sure. Gary Oldman, who is no noteworthy, very known for in movies playing bad guys. He played a lot of bad guys in a lot of bad movies, and he's a very good actor doing whatever he can do to be in all of his characters, all kinds of movies. In this dark Chris Nolan interpretation of the movies, he plays the uh, cop officer Gordon, who of course we all know is good and not bad, and he played Gordon really well in this. And then he, when we get to the other, the sequel movies, uh, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, he's even got even more to do than he did in Begins. He, he has his own little character arc. What do you, what did you make of Gordon as Gordon? Ah, 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 well, Col- Col- Gary o- Oldman as Gordon, rather. Yeah. He has such a very good code of honor about know about the police police force, but even though he's despised about the, all the systems that's been is breaking down about like uh, even that even like when we first saw him about he he take he had how these care 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 hugging about the young Bruce Wayne after the murder about the that was almost like a very first meeting, but only when he, when he was a kid, only Bruce Wayne was a kid about. 
What I what I what the part you just mentioned right there, what I like about that is that pays back two movies later at the end of Rises, we'll get to it. But he that scene you're you're talking about is so rewarding when they show the flash of that at in a certain part towards the end of Rises. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. And also sometimes like uh, uh sometimes like it's like uh, something about what, what, everything you were saying on about how like, you know that Batman is a good guy or bad about like uh, even though that Batman gave him something like a take about the yeah, you know, the tumbler to take care about the derailing the system, derailing the train about the stuff the the fear inducing fear inducing gas. The, but that fear inducing gas is like it's very similar like in nineteen eighty nine about the uh, Batman, because uh, it's the same as in, in 1989, it shows about Joker plant uh, spread out the, the Smilex, uh, the gas to make the people all, all, all laughing crazy, and that they die laughing, you know? Well, that one, uh, for this this version, it's about fear, fear of all, all kind of panic, panicking mode, about like... Let's, well, since you mentioned the, uh, uh, are you talking about the climax with the train? Yeah, yeah let's, let's go over the train stuff at the end, and then after the train stuff, let's go back to what you said about um, what would you, what do you, Gary Oldman? No, we did. We can, we, well, we can always talk more about Gary Oldman, but uh, you said before the train, you said, um, oh, I forgot the word. Um, so what did you say right before? What did you say after old Gary Oldman, but before the train? Uh, something about like, uh, about, you know, like to see about the Tumblr. About yes, the, yes, uh, that's what, yes. Yeah. We can go into Gordon, um, Gary Oldman in a sec, but let's go about the train first was introduced to us by uh, Bruce Wayne's father. Bruce, Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne, in flashback scenes, told him about the whole story about the train, how it got started, how it works. And then because Thomas Wayne built that train, now you said now towards the climax, the, the train was going all off to have a big problem with uh, water and a whatever the techie device was called. So what did, what did you make of that whole train scene there where um, Gordon was helping Batman with the tumbler and while Batman came on to the train to face off against, uh, you know, the villain. Yeah, the, the, the mentor. The mentor. That was neat how um, they were able to make it not do the water evaporation or whatever by, by somehow... Um, I, it's hard to explain because it happened so fast, but, um, but the line was also that um, Batman said something to him along the lines like, I'm not gonna kill you, but I don't have to save you. And then, but, but since we know, you know, he has the Lazarus pit and stuff, we know that maybe he yeah. he doesn't. He's not really gonna die. But did he? Did yeah, like did yeah, like did he die or did he not die at the end of Begins? Well, uh, he, well, he did die, but, but later on in the sequel, it, it shows it, it never comes back. Come back from a come back from a grave. But it shows the deep his one character because uh, his, his was, but wasn't that part wasn't that though wasn't that a hallucination yeah, that's the original that's where it's original from the comic originally right. based on the comic book the comic. about the you know the last expense of money how he comes back to life as source by Eva it gets more crazy and more powerful. Right, so at the end it begins, did he die? Because I know in Rises that was a, just a hallucination of, 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 of Bruce Wayne thinking he saw. He, he's been, had a pain about since he broke his, Bane the ba broke his uh, yeah. back. About like, well, we're going we're to get a lot into Bane when we get to Rises, but like, uh, um, I don't know if he officially died at the end of Begins or not, because uh, I know he has, you know, like the comics with Elizabeth and all that. But um, I just thought, you know, that whole climax for Begins, you know, for what it was, it was. Uh, you know that 
And that that leads to this. I thought that for the preview, I thought that originally Rajal Go was a. But it turns out it was originally a Japanese actor. You know, Ken Watanabe. You know, the one that runs an enclave in the in Asian Asian about. Who's running the organization? Um, when people first saw the movie, um, the intent was for people to think that he was um, that the Japanese oh, actor oh. that the Japanese actor was that, but he, that was just like an illusion, and he's I guess just a puppet. And that if we find out, of course, later on towards the end or but so that Liam Neeson really is what well, that character, and that yeah, I, thought he, I thought he was still alive, and that and that Cameron is still alive, but he's at the birthday, he's at Bruce Wayne's birthday party about the. That wasn't that wasn't um that wasn't Ken Wanwani at, at the birthday party. That was some other actor. That was that, that a different actor. That wasn't. I mean, I don't think they really mentioned the word Lazarus in any parts of Begins. That's why I'm asking whether or not he died at the end of Begins. But um, what I wanted to see, we can go back to uh, more about Ken. I, I just think Ken Tuatumbadi was a puppet, and the other guy at the party was some other actor as well, and that it's all all behind Liam Neeson. But now the point where you start with the train now and Liam Neeson, I want to go to the Tumblr again. Now, I my favorite hands down Batmobile is the Batmobile from Batman '89, and then it came back brief a little bit in Returns, of course, with both Burden. But uh, I never got really too into the Tumblr. Like I, I was used to the other interpretations, but I guess for Chris Nolan trying something different, I mean, I'm well, sure there's, there's the, yeah, good. Well, you know about Tumblr, the, the first, very first big Batmobile take or type is that. Uh, if you read the graphic novel The Dark Knight Returns, that's almost sort of loosely based on about that. Even though the, the, the Dark Knight Returns about the future, the futuristic of the Batman, the contemporary detailing of the uh, Dark Dark Knight, about it shows when Bruce Wayne comes out of his retirement, and, and, and the new Batmobile is not a regular Batmobile, but it looks like yeah, military type. I guess I guess if that was the case with the comic of Dark Knight Returns, then maybe I guess the Tumblr for the Chris Nolan stuff is not so bad then. So it's kind of all right. right. Yeah. And, um. But also, they say about that Christopher Nolan was influenced by all the James Bond movies because he had one character in Dark Knight Returns trilogy is uh, is Morgan Freeman, Lucius Fox, the one who gives that uh, Bruce Wayne and or Batman. I yeah, I guess that was the Batman interpretation version. Who uh, uh, Lucius Fox is in? I guess different parts of comics. He wasn't in any of the previous um, interpretations with Burton or Schumacher. But you're right. Yeah, he was kind of like he was kind of like the Batman version of a Q, James Bond wise for Bruce Wayne and Batman. Speaking of which, also knowing that we know that Nolan likes the James Bond film franchise, I believe one of uh, Chris Nolan's favorite James Bond movies was 1969's On Her Majesty's Secret Service and the new No Time to Die also liked a lot about On Her Majesty's Secret Service and The Dark Knight Rises that came out in 2012 seems to have a lot of things about Dark Knight Rises that were similar or influenced from James Bond 1999's the world is not enough. If you look about a lot of what happened in 1999, the world is not enough, James Bond. It looks like Nolan and Rises took a few different things from that in his own little third and final as well, um, as far as James Bond is concerned. So we got the you know, Honor Majesty Secret Service 69 and the world is not enough. 
um, that you could really tell, yes, that no one likes uh, the James Bond franchise. And I wouldn't be surprised in the future if they, if the um, Broccoli's decide to have Nolan as a um, as a um, as a director for the new, the next James Bond movies at some point. Yeah. And also another thing about that same year of Dark Knight Rises is also the near re- the release about the one of the best uh, James Bond movie ever is, is Skyfall. Now, Skyfall has very similar like a. Well, they they, they 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 came out the same year. They both came out in 2012. Now Dark yeah. Knight Rises came out in July of 2012, and Sky and Skyfall came out in November. Or October, yeah. November. Even though the Skyfall storyline is borrowed the concept of the Dark uh, Dark Knight, the second part. Yes. Second part. Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes did Skyfall, and there's lots of written reports that Sam Mendes for Skyfall took from the second movie, Dark Knight, a lot, and. The way they do some of the characters is kind of similar with Dark Knight Rises and Skyfall as far as um, character reveals. But yeah, Sam Mendes from Skyfall 2012 took a, a big influence from 2008's The Second One, The Dark Knight. So it's kind of like um, James, uh, Batman influenced James Bond, James Bond influenced Batman, and all the they just go in a circle of both influencing each other. Yeah. But you know, for all the, uh, like, uh, every James Bond movies, but the past, the past James Bond was very too, like, uh, very too silly or something. Yeah. But with Daniel Craig version of, it's like, uh, all the reboots about, it wants to make it very darker, uh, very, very, very realistic. Not be like, a world domination or, or a stupid names or any girls he, 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 he cohabits. I don't want to, yeah, that's interesting. That's good. That's, 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 that's true. Um, in the way that it was kind of silly early on and uh, the Daniel Craig uh, take was more um, definitely for sure serious um, but um, I've seen the movie twice you saw it once speaking of the new Bond and I, I, I would like to do a dis- movie discussion with you on No Time to Die at some point I do want to finish the Batman um, franchise first and then Beetle, uh, be- be- after Dark Knight Rises is Beetle- Beetlejuice Beetlejuice uh, Beetlejuice Blazing Sat, Blazing Sat, Blazing Saddles, uh, uh, Mr. Mrs. Doubtfire, and the Forty-Year-Old Virgin, and then after the forty, after the Forty-Year-Old Virgin, we can decide what movies we do after all those, including Dark Knight, uh, including No Time to Die, and Top Gun in May, and whatever other movies we all want to do, for sure. Um, back to the bat, but begins. Back, let's go back to begins. Not get too off topic with uh, the James Bond stuff. Um, so that's what I said about the Tumblr. Um, Katie Holmes in her one and only appearance as Rachel Dawson begins. What did you make of um, um, Chris, uh, Bruce Wayne, Christian Bale's lo- uh, childhood friend and love interest, Katie Holmes as Rachel Dawson begins only? Well, this is a character made also, again, just like a Chase Meridian, Batman Forever. Their character is made directly to the movie, not from any other comic books about that. Well, I had a mixed perception, but it's not the right kind of girl about that. About if you know something about the about the legal system, what's true about the finding justice, or or how Batman wants to get his, get his own. The, the. What? Okay, yeah, yeah, I agree with some of what you said there. And what did you make of her replacement in the, in the follow-up, Dark Knight? What did you make of her replacement, um, Maggie Gyllenhaal? Maggie Gyllenhaal. Well, sometimes kind of neat, but but Maggie Gyllenhaal to- and the, the character is a very too 
all too soon, huh? Yeah, well, to me, to me, it didn't really flow as well as it could be with all three, because she was briefly shown in a picture in Rises and was in a good, uh, the first half of Dark Knight or so, but then it was Katie Holmes and Begins, so it's kind of like people, when they first saw Dark Knight, they're like, wait, they're getting confused because it was a, it's an actress recast. It was one of those uh, movies where, you know, they recast roles, and, and it was like, yeah, okay. Just like what happened, they recasting, uh, the character of Jim Rhodes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The, the first Iron Man is originally is Terrence Howard, but even though it's not, he's not the right kind of person, but later on, the Iron Man 2 and the rest of the Marvel series, he now is re replaced by by the, what's his name, of the... Uh, the, the Don, 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 Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle started first in Iron Man 2 in 2010, and then after yeah. Iron Man 2, he seems to be in, like, everyone after Iron Man 2 also as well. Every Avengers, Captain America. Yeah. Uh, even but, as and Falcon the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, anything after Iron Man 2. He's in all this kind of stuff after Iron Man 2 as well. And I guess, real quick, just since you mentioned the Marvel stuff there, um, for the... Um, uh, Thor, 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 Love and Love and Thunder. Uh, the Christian Bale Batman is gonna be playing one of the villains in uh, Thor, Thor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the Marvel, he'll play the and, one of the villains. Yeah, the problem is about bringing back Natalie Portman back in. Yeah, that's also part of it. That's also part of it. They're trying to make her a female Thor or something. So it's like all these Marvel movies. They're gonna try to make all this female ways of stuff, which it's a whole other story. But um, yes, that is true. Natalie Portman is coming back also from the first two movies and then she's going to be like a female Thor or something and the bad one of the bad people would be uh, Christian Bale in some way but yeah oh, even I heard, even I heard that Thor and Thor Love and Thunder we didn't have to have her, Russell Crowe be in it say again who else Russell Crowe oh yeah sure sure and Russell yeah, Crowe yeah that's weird oh yeah Bale and Russell Crowe appeared together right. since uh, 310 to Yuma, the Western Yeah, that's true. I was going to say they worked together in that movie as well. And that's how it connects with that. Um, we are now... Uh, we're now 25 minutes in, almost 26. So before we talk more about other parts about Batman Begins that we didn't get to yet, with other characters and the mu the, the music and whatever else we want to say about it, uh, uh, lots more stuff, we're going to now have a little quick commercial break. I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should be a new podcaster. If you haven't heard about Anchor.fm podcasting, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from, right from your mobile cell phone or computer. Mobile Anchor.fm podcasting will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one easy-to-find place to work everything out together. Download the free Anchor.fm application on your iOS, Apple smartphone, or on your Android, or go to Anchor. .fm to get started and it is now the evening of Monday February 7th 2022 but anytime after 6 37 o'clock anytime after 7 7 30 at night on Spotify and Apple it would already show it as the date as Tuesday February 8th and we're back talking about Batman Begins the next character I want to talk about is 
Well, let's see who we talked about first far. We talked a little bit about Christian Bale as Batman Bruce Wayne. And then we talked a little bit about Gordon, who um, gets promoted in the next movie and I, it's interesting because he plays a lot of bad villains uh, but in this movie he's a good cop and then we and also, sure go ahead also Gary Oldman that plays another party that had a very good role about the I like him most the first time we saw him and know him is he's casting in the Harry Potter franchise as a serious black yeah. that was a villain character that was a bad villain character right and he was originally they thought he was a villain character but it turns out he was innocent he was innocent about his actually that they, they thought he was a traitor of that uh, oh so they turned out it turned out he was good they found out he was good he was good he was good all along oh, okay that's he's after harry about not harry Reason came to Hogwarts that he's find the real traitor about who's afraid of. I yeah, I never, I never really uh, followed the Harry, uh, Harry Potter franchise, so I'm just gonna have to take your word on it on all that. As far as, but at least outside of outside of Harry Potter, a lot of movies he plays a bad villain character for uh, for a lot of it. Um, Another character he plays a good guy. Well, there's one he plays uh, Winston Churchill in Darkest Hour. Yes, and uh, do, do, yes, he played uh, Churchill in that. And what would you know? What year that came out? Uh, 2017. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's played all kinds of characters. He can, he's very shapely. He's an actor that can shapelift into almost any character role. Christian Bale and uh, Gary Oldman can both do that. Um, so we talked about Bruce Wayne, Batman. We talked about Gordon a little bit as the cop, and he he gets a good arc and he continued stuff going on in the follow up movies. And uh, we talked a little bit a little bit about Rash Rash Rajal Gold. We can also talk more about Rajal Gold when we, other, when we have other thoughts about him. And then we had a little bit. We're gonna get, and that, that's what I was gonna bring up next. But then after uh, Raza Gol, and then I said we talked a little bit about Katie Katie Holmes as uh, Rachel Dawes, who was made up and not from the comics. Now, sure, let's go over a little bit about the, what you thought of the Scarecrow and uh, Jonathan Crane. Yeah, well, Jonathan Crane is very like a—he's not wearing all the like all the silly costume as a Scarecrow type. But actually, he uses something about the burlap sack to use that for an experiment on his patients. Uh, That's right. Instead of instead of the right instead of the costume instead of the costume like in um animated series, it was just kind of like that that it was instead or the or the comic books. It was just kind of like the mask and live action. What's exciting about this is that in Batman Begins, for both villains, Ra Ghul, Ra's al Ghul, and Scarecrow, we have never in live action until two thousand five. They chose to do two villains that were never done before. So we get to see our first live action interpretations of Raza Ghul and Scarecrow. And right, it wasn't really a big costume, it was just his his um the the, the burlay, the mask, and that was played by um William Murphy. Yes, Killian Murphy. And what's interesting about when Batman first the Batman's begin stuff first started, he actually first tried to Try try to be an audition for Batman and Bruce Wayne. They didn't think he was right for Batman for Bruce Wayne, but Nolan thought he'd be great for Scarecrow. Well, and, then, and also, and also, Cillian Murphy, the actor plays Scarecrow. It's only two films he ever does that plays a villain role. Like next one in that same year is uh, the one that Wes Craven. Red, 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 Red Eye. Red Eye. Yeah. Well, but, but most of the movies try to be a good guy. Too. Yeah. You know, like like in the, like twenty eight days later, he plays a survival survival yeah. about. Yeah. What did you um? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all very interesting. What did you make of um? What did you make of Cillian Murphy in um Inception? Inception. Well, he's kind of like uh, almost like a little little scary about it. Mm. He doesn't know about what he got involved in until like the ending about two reads about the what so think about his father's dying wishes mm. about like uh, it's like a very like a sympathetic about 
You know, he appears on some other Christopher Nolan movie, even the one in the Dunkirk. It plays a shell shock, the shell shock soldier. So it does like uh, something like that, he doesn't know he can't go back about it. So anyway, he, did, he actually killed one. He doesn't know he actually killed one of the the rescuer. Yeah. Um, was he also in the Justin Timberlake movie In Time? Uh, no, I don't think so. I didn't see that movie. But recently I saw him in the movie, the, the one with John Krasinski movie, A Quiet Place Part 2. He plays another about that takes place in a post-apocalyptic world about how to protect Daddy and to come protect me about Emily Blunt and her children from the monster. Did you, did you, did you like, um, A Quiet Place Part 2? Well, I kind of like it about, even like, it's too bad that we only see about John Krasinski and the prologue about, even though it's very weird, another thing that's very good about it is like, uh, it's like, uh, it shows about the, how the family had to survive afterwards, left off about, even they found a way a little technology to fight, fight, fight off against a monster that, right? Okay, sit. <laughs> All right, since we're currently talking about Cillian Murphy, I just put up a page about all his credits. Um, he was born in he was born in Douglas, Cork, Ireland in 1976, and he started credits in the late 90s, 97 through 99. So let's just see what stuff he's in that we've heard of. All right, see, so he's been in a bunch of stuff in the late 90s and early 2000s that I haven't heard of, but then he was in 28 Days Later as Jim in 2002. And then he was said was in Batman Begins, of course, as Doctor uh, Jonathan Crane and Scarecrow. And he, like you said, with Red Eye, he played Jackson Ripner in two thousand five. Also, Red Eye, I believe, directed by Wes Craven. And yeah. then and he, he also is in that movie about like uh, let's see, like uh, something about like also about Breakfast at Pluto. The, uh, I'm gonna get to it. I'm looking at the two thousands credits. Then we'll get to the twenty tens. Um, oh yeah, you're right. You're, uh, that's also two thousand five. You said Breakfast on Pluto. Yeah. He played... That What's that? What is Breakfast on Pluto about? Well, some kind of like a serialistic comedy movie, but even as far as... It's also a cool star with it. It's also Liam Neeson's in it, but even as very... Oh, they're both in it? Like Hold that. on. It's very too homosexual. Hold on a sec. I'm opening up the movie to see what it's about, because I never heard of uh, Breakfast on Pluto on, until on. now. Hold on a sec. Let me open it. I just got to open up first. All right, 2005, Breakfast on Pluto, rated R, two hours and eight minutes. You're right. I see um, in the play trailer part, it's showing you're right, um, Liam Neeson. It says, in the 1970s, a young T-woman... Patrick Kinnan Braden comes of age by leaving her Irish town for London, in part to look for her mother and in part her gender identity and beyond the town's understanding. Yeah, I, I've never heard of this movie, but you're right. Both um, both Batman Begins people are in this that you just mentioned, and um, that came out in 2005 as well. Um, interesting. So let's see. Let me see the rest of his credits after 2005. Um, let me see. Okay, so I just want to quickly... Yes, he was in time. In time, 2011, with... Um, with uh, Justin Timberlake was that movie about time? You 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 but you died by you by the time you're age 25. You had to keep the time up. Which and um, but um, what I want to say um, before I get to the rest of the credits, and you're right, he was in Dunkirk. I see Dunkirk here, 2017. Is that he he did play. He returned as Jonathan Crane in brief cameo pots, spots in Dark the follow-ups, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. We got we were surprised to see him at the very beginning of Dark Knight in that little cameo by the outside night criminal stuff going on there. And then the bit part towards the end of Rises with the whole court thing. So I like that um that Nolan brought him back more past begins in the little two spots in Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises like that. 
um, as Crane in the re- in the whole rest of the trilogy of parts two and three of that. That's neat. Um, let me see. What other credits does he have here? You're right. He was in A Quiet Place Part Two as Emmett. Um, was he a good guy or a bad guy in A Quiet Place Part Two? Yeah, but either one's kind of like as a replacement, like uh, for like John Krasinski. Since his character, John Krasinski character is killed off in the first one. Looks like he was like another like a surrogate father about the originally in the prologue he's the one that was, uh, was next door was part of next door with John Krasinski during before the, the invasion of the monsters about hey, he's the one that's gonna help uh, the, the survival. How did um how did a quiet place part two perform at the box office? Well, despite during the pandemic handoff, but but he got good reviews. Uh, uh, almost got made, almost almost lots of money due to the pandemic about. But it, it, it was quite good, good one. But I did want to see it, but it's it, 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 it doing so well. I want to say something. I want to say something about something you just said there. You were t- mentioning about the pandemic in regards to that. Here's what I want to say about that. I can't. I don't think the pandemic can be used as an excuse anymore because in December of 2021, Spider-Man: No Way Home came out and it was a huge success. It did really well. Spider-Man: No Way Home did really well in the age of the pandemic. And then, like a few days later, Matrix Revolutions comes. No, not Revolutions. Matrix. Uh, Resurrections. Resurrections, Resurrections, Part 4 Resurrections comes out, thank you, and uh, which did not do well at all. It was like people really wanted to see Spider-Man No Way Home, and they just stood away from... uh, uh, avoided uh, uh, Resurrections. So, it really... And I don't... Yeah, well, West Side Story, did that do bad or good? Well, despite it failed the box, I was due to concern about Omicron or or other they wanted to see the Spider-Man movie... But it got a very ex- critically acclaimed movie as part of like because tomorrow there's going to be announcing about the nominations for the Oscar. That way we'll find out that it's going to be a, like a, another best picture for the Spielberg film or the... Oh, oh, okay. That's cool about all that. I'm just saying, like, in regards to the whole pandemic thing, we saw from the pandemic that in December, Spider- when Spider-Man No Way Home did really well, and other movies not, depending on what it is. So, if a movie is well done, and people like how it's done, and how they all liked how all of Spider-Man No Way Home was done, for the most part, um, it, they're... If a movie's good, people will go see it. If, if it's not something they want to see, if they don't want to see Resurrections, they're going to stop and avoid it. So, it's really about what people really want to see and what they don't want to see, I guess. Um, so again, things can, movies now, as we saw from Spider-Man No Way Home, can still be successful in the pandemic if it's something people really want to see and go out for. Alright, even uh, the, more about uh, Christopher Nolan. About yes. The, so, so Christopher Nolan's uh, leaving the Warner Brothers Studios because uh, Warner Brothers had made a deal with HBO Max to do some of the movies released during the same the, day. Which he against the streaming service, so that's what he. Yes, because of that whole um, stuff with the streaming services, Christian, uh, not Christian, Christopher Nolan has left has left Warner Brothers on bad terms, and there are other companies with open arms. I don't know which one that he's going to choose, or I know a lot of them are. because next movie he's going to make is about the, another historical movie about the Oppenheimer, yeah, about and it's about the creation about the atom bomb, a bomb. I believe, I believe, I believe, Cillian Murphy is in that. It says that in two thousand twenty. Oppenheimer. Yeah, that's that's going to have Cillian Murphy in that. Let me see. 
Because that's his, t- his top newest credit. So is that is that mean Christian? Uh, um, is that mean Christopher uh, Nolan and they're re- are they reuniting? Are they reuniting that movie? Should say director is. Yeah, it says director is Christopher Nolan. The story of American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the Atomic Bee, directed by Christopher Nolan and starring. Christian Bale, I'm not sorry, and starring and starring yeah. Cillian Murphy as J. Robert, and it also has Matt LeBlanc, uh, Matt Damon, and Emily Blunt in it, and Robert Downey Jr. and Rami Malek, a lot of oh, and J. and Josh Hornet, a lot of different actors and actresses there. Wow! So that sounds like Christopher Nolan's movie. That's for 2023. That's and he's gonna have Cillian Murphy in that. That's very interesting. Yeah, and now do you know do you know which studio do you know which studio is is distributing? Universal Studio, Universal Pictures. Oh, so maybe Universal Studios gave him a good deal, and maybe he likes working for Universal Studios now. But now he's definitely on very bad terms with Warner Brothers, and other studios want to work with him. Well, just like uh, you know, see, you know what I like about Steven Spielberg, because Spielberg makes a big, biggest work in the Universal Pictures from uh, for each decade, Jaws, uh, E.T., and Jurassic Park. But he does work uh, with the uh, Warner Brothers. Other brothers pictures like he directed something like a a one move a one winning movie like a color purple and the uh, empire of the sun but he also produced her in the Warner brothers film like he produced uh gremlins and the goonies and uh, he also executive producers the cartoon show in the 90s like tiny toots adventures and and the animaniacs uh, that's all that's all that's all true about um Steven Spielberg but the only thing I can really say about Steven Spielberg right now is that I'm kind of uh, hesitant and uh disappointed that he's not returning for the fifth and final Harrison Ford and the Indiana Jones 5 movie it's going to be by that different director I I don't know why Steven Spielberg's not coming back as director but I think that's a bad sign and but that's true about all that other stuff you said about him previously but let's try to focus back with begins cuz this um this episode's all about Batman begins so let's see what about Batman begins have we not yet already spoken about? Well, nothing we haven't spoken about there. About the parents' death, not the, about take place about the in the movie theater like the other like the other stories. This one's version about the relief from the opera about that's where they actually that Batman had a fear about the uh, about the giant bats in the stage that reminds him about the. Because yeah, because of that opera scene, he felt like he was responsible for his parents' death. Yeah, cause all because of that, that monster about that, it was like uh, something like uh, basically like a dem- demonic, a very de- de- demonical uh, type about the you know what we had to let, let come out. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a message. It's some kind of like a message. Yeah, from uh, his fear about what you know he doesn't know what what leads him ne- what what comes next. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Batman Begins, that's all very true. Batman Begins, the first, I want to say, 50, 55 minutes, like we said, he, he was in the training, in, um, the training in the uh, Far East Asia with all that stuff, then his parts of Bruce Wayne when he was earlier younger, and then you see uh, his uh, friend uh, Rachel Dawes, and that whole court stuff, and his his parents' court case, and um, with everything with Alfred, and he, how all his Batman, his gadgets and his costume came to be, they explain it. Yeah, but including the gauntlet as well. Yeah, yeah, including the gauntlet as part of it, although there as well and stuff. And then I would say you don't actually see Batman uh, officially till I want to say about 
one hour or so into the movie, that first hour is all building it up about that, the history, the the training, and the him being younger, and the parents, and the court, and all that, with a little bit about um, Crane and Scarecrow, and then about an hour in, you finally get to see the bad costume, and you find out, of course, we find out, yeah, that Liam Neeson is Rajah Gul. You get the origin of the bad signal, but we, we capture Carmine, and then... Uh... Yes, that's also the, true uh, about the bat signal there. The yes, bat, bat that's signal. a good way to explain the opening of the bat signal for sure. Yeah, and um, I want to say that um, I want to say that uh, yeah, I said one hour in is about the bat and all that stuff you said there. Oh, I want to quickly say Batman '89. Uh, in a quick blink and night scene, it showed Hebrew. Um, on a store for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, about, about the one about like uh, the one what's the uh, what's the actor's name about the uh, you know it's, it's not it's not like Harvey Bullock type you know like. Uh, now, yeah, I was going to connect it to the falafel stand. Is that in Batman 89, in one quick scene outside in the dark, a store has some Hebrew on it for some reason, and we know Hebrew, the Hebrew is on the store, and then that was for Batman Tim Burton 89, and then with the first, Christopher Nolan begins his first of the Batman, there's a scene with Flask, the character Flask, and in the Flask scene, Flask and stuff, it showed the falafel stand. So, wanted to say that there. And um, also, uh, another thing about the, the actor playing Flask, about the one about the corrupt detective, about the, the first one, he works with Christopher Nolan before in the, in the movie Memento. Yes. He plays one that was interviewed huh? with the, the guy Pierce about to know about the murder. Yeah. Memento was... Memento was no, he, his first movie was following in 1998, but Memento 2000 was like his first like director to show everybody what he could do, and he worked in a lot of uh, uh, Nolan worked in a lot of Warner, from Memento through the Dark Knight Batman stuff and some other things. He worked a lot with Warner Brothers, but Warner Brothers, like you said, with the whole streaming, really screwed Nolan over. So now. So now it looks like he's in other except studios. There's, except there's, besides Warner Brothers International, there's two films that is released for major distribution. Like uh, the Prestige is released through Disney and Touchstone Pictures, and then uh, and also uh, and, and Interstellar is released through the for major distribution. America is, is, is Paramount. Well, oh, okay, that's international that's interesting. That's interesting about those studios for that. Um, uh, we are there any other characters we haven't yet talked about? Well, they mentioned about the we saw the city mark, the uh, scarecrow uh, like uh, page one of patients is uh, about Victor Zaz. You're right. Yeah, so Victor Zaz from the comics was briefly mentioned a little bit. It begins. What did you um? What what who was he and what was his role in the Batman um uh, the Batman um the, the entire series and franchise and those comics like who was um Victor Zaz exactly? Victor's ass is, uh, see, uh, for the comic book, uh, Victor's ass is also known as Mr. Zaz, or simply Zaz. It's a superman appearing in comic books published in DC Comics. Uh, the character first appeared in Batman's Shadow of Bat. Okay. He's a sadomachistic uh, and psychopathic serial killer who carves a tally mark onto himself for each of his victims. Uh, and some kind of like, uh, almost like, uh, like, it's all like, uh, 
like uh, all the self-marking assassins. Right. Because, uh, okay, so that's an interesting character in the Batman stuff with all that kind of stuff there. Now, we're officially 46 minutes in, Avi. It's going to give me a warning, a uh, big warning sign at exactly 55 minutes, and I, I, I want to make sure we cover everything possible about Begins um, before the 55-minute point, before it gives me a warning to cut me off. Um, so... Um, let's go over a little bit about the music now with um, uh, Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer, and James something. Yeah, yes, James Howard and Hans Zimmer. What did you make of the for, in the first of the trilogy this uh, this Hans Zimmer type music? Well, Hans Zimmer is very good about the know about the something about the something about like uh, very like uh, like. Uh, very, the very doom, doom and gloom type of. Yeah. Because Hans Zimmer is known for making a composing from every blockbuster movie. It's a concept. Yeah. Like, uh, from the Lion King. Right. And, uh, oh, he's the, oh, he did. And, what, 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 what movie did you say after Lion King? The Rock. Oh, the oh yeah, the Lion King, King Rock. Yeah, he's played in a lot of good music. Oh, they played they were both um, James, James, what's his name? Howard, yeah. James, that he's name. That, he composed, well, this version, uh, he composed something a very emotional, dramatic scene. Well, Hans Zimmer composed something action, action oriented. Yeah, well, they both, both, both of those musicians, both of those musicians did really well with the music. Um, both did really well with that music. Um, I think, yeah, I think the one may have passed away, but yeah, they both did well with the music. Um, I got a question about the. What's that? Who passed away? The uh, James guy. I think he may have passed away. Uh, James Newton Howard? Yeah. I, I don't think so. I think he did. Let me just... What were well, you saying? He's still, he's still alive. James uh, Newton Howard is still alive. Let me just... Let me just... James... What was his name again? James what? Newton Howard. Uh, let's see. Newton N-E-W-T-O-N. I... Uh, yeah, looks like it. Looks like he's currently... Uh, currently has... At least at the time of this recording, he's still alive. I don't know why I thought he was dead. Maybe I was thinking about a different musician about something else. You must have missed him. Yeah, I must have missed him. Maybe I was thinking of a different musician, but you're right. He's currently, as as least at the time of this February 21 recording, he's still alive. Must have been thinking about a different musician. Um, now I had I, I got some more begins questions for you. Um, first, let me just say both questions, and you can go right into it real quick because we're about to hit 49 almost uh, of the 55. Um, who? Um, we, so we like we both like the music. I want to say one. What are some memorable lines from the movie that you like? Because it got a lot of good memorable lines in these Chris Nolan movies of the Batman movies of his of that. And two, three. Um, who was your who was your least favorite character and who was your favorite character in Begins? Let's start with the. Um, let's start with the. Um, what did I say before the characters? Um, before dislike and like a character. I said music. No, we after but after the music. Uh, 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 what did I say before the characters? Oh, I forgot what I just asked. Uh, what did I ask you about before the least favorite and favorite characters? Uh, least favorite characters? No, no, uh, that was one of the parts, but well, I guess we'll start with characters. I'm losing track of my thought. Um, who is your least favorite character and who is your favorite character in Begins? Oh, it's memorable quotes. About qu- We'll go into quotes in a sec. Who is your least, who is your least, fa- your least favorite character? Sorry, go ahead. The least favorite character of Begins and favorite character. Uh, least favorite character is uh, uh Carmine uh, Falcone. Okay. Oh, well, and he was. Mm, why? Why? Why was he? Why didn't you like him? Well, sometimes they like uh, nasty, and, uh, and sometimes like uh, he just fight his. It's only a brief role about the, uh, and also because like uh, he wasn't able to testify. 
But then all of a sudden it's like, uh, well, well, that, then they had something now that's a now being diagnosed with that and saying the chemical from the scarecrow, like as that 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 way you're never gonna be all about that to know about who's it about the smuggling for. Okay, okay. Uh, and who is your favorite character in the movie? Favorite character movie is uh is a scarecrow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was. He was. He was done well. Like almost like a, it was almost like Freddy Krueger type. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of like that. And I like at the end. I like kind of like that. Yeah, and like at the end, he was like to uh, Katie Holmes, Rachel Dodds. He was like, "There's nothing to fear, but fear itself." Then she electrocutes him, and then we see him back in cameos in the second and third yeah. movie. Um, yeah. but also, best favorite quote of the movie is that uh, do I look like do I. Do I look like a cop? Oh yeah, yeah. to um to, to Flash, right? When uh Batman, when Christian Bale's Batman picks up Flash, the Flash guy character, the dirty cop, uh, p- dirty person, Flash, and he brings him up and he says, "I swear, swear to no, swear." What did you say? What was it? What was the quote again? I swear to me. Swear to me. Oh, do I look? Do I, do I look like a cop? Do I look like a cop? Swear to me. Um, speaking of which, I, I wasn't bothered by, um, the Batman voice in Begins, that was okay, how his Batman voice like that was in Begins, but I think it got way worse after Begins in the two follow-ups. Even, like, even, like, the voices of that animated series by Kevin Conley, he has a very good voice yeah. about the personality of Bruce Wayne at, at, at Batman, yeah? Yeah, the, um... Yeah, speaking about the voices, yeah, Kevin Conroy in the animated movies and shows, he plays a really good voice, and um, as far as after... Yeah, so he voice again in the Gotham, uh, in, the, in the Batman Arkham... Arkham oh yeah, yeah, an Arkham thing also, yeah, and then, but as far as after the voice is concerned, after the live-action Christian Bale ones, um... Ben Affleck as Batman in Batman v Superman, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. He did a good way of how his bad voice is, uh, Ben Affleck. And then when we're seeing the Batman, uh, Matt Reeves, Batman, Robert Patterson from the trailers, it looks like he has also a really good, decent, bad voice as well. Yeah. Um, we're at 52 minutes in. It's going to warn me at 55. So final final wrapped up thoughts about anything we haven't yet already said you want to say about Batman Begins and you're also your grading and rating about it. Let's start with the um, final wrapping thoughts of what we have, what you haven't already said yet about Batman Begins. This is the best movie about the we like to know about the origins. Yes, very good origin story. Very, very well done as far as far as concerned as. And that's where he got he got uh, Christopher Nolan got influence from the Richard Donner about Superman the, mm-hmm. the movie about uh, Superman the movie is very good about origin from each act that from the Krypton to Crash Lander, Crash Lander, Smallville, and then. Growing up in Smallville, and then the, and then it goes a second to be in the metropolis. That's all true. That's true. How he got the uh, inspiration from that stuff there. We literally we we literally have under two minutes to wrap this up before it warns me because I can only talk up to fifty five minutes for free. So yes, I agree. Origin wise, Christian Bale, uh, Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan did a good job as a Batman origin story with influences from Richard Donner Superman and stuff. Um, what else do you like about Batman Begins? At, uh, in, in a few lines and how would you grade or rate this like i read about like eight eight out of ten you gave it an eight out of ten and let me just quick see how the imdb does it oh shoot we have like less than less than a minute almost you said did you say did you say eight out of ten yeah all right and imdb's uh ratings got it 8.2 out of 10 so yeah that sounds about right eight out of ten and what would you give it as a letter grade like 
An, um, an eight out of ten and an A. Sounds good. Oh shoot. Okay, we are literally under a minute now. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, I, I, I did you say as much as you wanted to say about begins? Is there anything we forgot? Do we have to talk about begins more? Anything we left out? That's it. That's it. That's fully about begins. All right, everybody. The next time we do a movie together discussion, it's going to be about Dark Knight, and that's going to be in two parts. So after it's talked about in one episode, there will be a direct follow-up, parts one and two of the Dark Knight next, then Dark Knight Rises, and then after Rises, we'll be talking about some movies that are not Batman-related. So, um, final quick words to the audience. Uh, be, be sure to look up and uh, do not get feared of the dark of the, the, the toxin, huh? Oh, watch out for the fear toxin that Crane uses and also is in Batman 89's Joker. Watch out for the cheer toxin. Oh, that's all for now. We're out. Thank you, audience. See you soon.